Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Waiting for the break of Danny, did you plan to play Chicago with Steve Conroy on the show? I most certainly did. Well, here's the thing. I think he lives in Michigan. Do we have any Detroit songs that we can maybe bump out with? Uh, Detroit Rock City by Kiss. I could get that one queued up. That'd be awesome. Welcome back to the show. Goodman Mason watches MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, weather is gorgeous here in Denver right now. It's going to be the same way throughout the weekend. I've got a great suggestion for you. You need to go to Denver Exotic Rental Cars. Why? Because I'm sure you love the car that you are currently driving, but how would you like to get behind the wheel of a Lamborghini Huracan or a BMW i8 Spider Supercar or a McLaren or a Maserati? Yeah, go to Denver Exotic Rental Cars. You can rent one of those for three hours, the day, a weekend. It would make a great Father's Day present, a great birthday present. Uh, how about a first date showing up in a Maserati Gran Turismo? You'd be looking pretty good until she realized that's not your car. With that, and then you take her to a drive-thru, which would really, you'd, you'd lose a lot of points doing that. With that, check out Denver Exotic Rental Cars. You're going to love driving one of their cars. You can check them out online at denverexoticrentalcars.com or give them a call, 720-722-1234, 720-722-1234. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in longtime NHL defenseman Steve Conroy. He currently does the uh, pre and post game shows for the Chicago Blackhawks, my old job. And he also has played in 97 more playoff games than me. How are you, Steve? Eric, I'm doing really well. Andrew, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Well, the Avs are doing well after not playing well and winning a game they probably shouldn't have. So we've had two totally different games. Um, what, what should we expect to see out of game three? Well, you know, right now Vegas is up against the ropes, and they're not in trouble till they lose at home. And uh, should they lose either game three or game four at home, they're in a whole heap of trouble. So expect a huge pushback from them. And, you know, you got it in game two. You know, it's probably uh, considered a goaltending win from Grubauer uh, winning that game after being, you know, not totally outplayed, but outplayed during good parts of it. Um, you know, you need your goalie to do that. He has certainly done that in these playoffs. But I, I, think, I think Vegas is going to come out with their strongest game of the series. Uh, they're going to be home. There's going to be, I don't know, upwards of, I think I read 18,000 fans in Vegas, so um, it'll be rocking. And, and if they can just get through those first 10 minutes, and I'm talking about the avalanche, if they can get through that first 10 minutes tied, um, you know, I like their chances because uh, they are on a pretty special roll right now. They are, uh, they're perfect in the postseason. Going back to game one for a moment, what did you think of the Golden Knights' decision to rest Mark andre Fleury that night? Yeah, I was surprised. 
uh, because typically, you know, you go with the hot hand, and I know that, you know, it had been a seven-game series, and, and I think the Flower had played in each and every one of those games, but they did have a day off in between, and uh, he sparkled in game seven. Um, you know, if I'm the coach, and I've, I've never coached in the NHL, but, you know, typically I've I've played under a lot of great ones, whether it's Scotty Bowman or uh, Al Arbor, uh, Mike Keenan, they, they rode the hot hand, and when your goalie's going, you stay with him. So, you know, Robin Leonard, uh, listen, he, he kind of had an up-and-down season. Um, they were hoping for a, a huge game from him. It didn't happen. They got to him early. They got to him often. Um, and so, you know, it kind of blew up in their face. So, yeah, I, I, I was surprised, a little shocked, and I think if Pete DeBoer had to do it again, uh, he probably would have started uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. We're talking to Steve Conroy, does the pre- and post-game shows for the Chicago Blackhawks, longtime NHL veteran as well. Uh, there's a great saying in hockey. There are a lot of great sayings in hockey. Uh, one of my favorites is, you can't hit what you can't catch. And we all know how fast the Avalanche are. After watching last night's game, my concern is, Vegas can catch them, and Vegas can hit them. And that has me a little bit concerned should Avs fans be concerned with that? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I think that's part of the uh, the game plan when you play Colorado. And listen, Colorado's a tough team. Yeah. You know, whether it's Landis Gog on that on that first line, and they've, they've got guys who who can play that type of hockey. And I know Kadri's still going to be out for what is it four, maybe five more games. I don't know what it is exactly, but um, what. What Vegas can do uh, is try and intimidate you, and especially at home. And they'll have the last change, and they'll get that last, uh, you know, they'll get, the, they'll get the line matchup that they want. Um, the thing that the, the Colorado Avalanche has is not only lightning speed, but great agility, too. And I look at a guy like Nathan McKinnon, and, you know, 0-60 to 60 in a straight line, there's not many guys faster. You know, maybe Connor McDavid. But he is so good laterally. And, you know, as a defenseman, when you're trying to hit a guy coming full steam at you, but he can get from his left to his right and travel, you know, six to eight feet in a quarter of a second, it's really hard to line a guy up like that. So, um, you know, I, I played against guys, you know, back, you know, and I'm going in the way back machine. Uh, but, you know, Guy Lafleur was very good laterally. A, a guy I played with, with the New York Islanders, uh, Pat LaFontaine. Oh, just, Great speed, but really good, you know, left to right coming at you. And that's exactly what Nathan McKinnon has. So, um, you know what, Vegas is uh, a physical team, but, you know, I, I like the fact that uh, the Avalanche don't shy away from that. And, and I'll give you a perfect example because we covered him for a number of years here, Brandon Saad. You know, he doesn't go out of his way looking to be physical, but he's not afraid to go to those tough areas. And he'll skate to the middle of the ice, and he knows there's a defenseman, you know, cutting across the middle. Uh, and he's willing to pay the price. So, you know, he's got good size. I, I think he's like almost 6'2", and, you know, almost 210 pounds. Um, he doesn't go looking for, you know, a big hit or the rough stuff, but he certainly doesn't shy away from it. So, you know, I, I like I like the, the pieces that the Avalanche have, and I don't think they're going to shy away from that physical hockey. Yeah, you, you you cover the Blackhawks. Obviously, you covered Sad as well. You saw his goal yesterday. That was a whoops moment, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what? I, I've got to be honest. I didn't see the whole game. Yeah. We were out to dinner last night with friends. You mentioned we were in uh, Michigan. We, we've got a summer home in Michigan. We are still Chicago people, but uh, we, right. head up to, uh, we head up to an area about an hour north of Muskegon. And actually, I think Jared Bednar actually played some of his minor hockeys close by in Grand Rapids. 
uh, Michigan. But, uh, yeah, so I didn't see that goal. But I, I did look at the stats, and I know going into the game, he had a shooting percentage of 40%, which is, he you has, know, in the playoffs. He has five goals in his last five. He has five goals in his last five games. I mean, for as good as he was with the Blackhawks, he wasn't doing that. No, no, he was not. Uh, but you know what? He was always a great shooter, and he did play a lot with uh, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, and that was a, a, just a dynamite line. He was a big part of uh, both Cups back in 13 and 15 for Chicago. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's a strong man. And, in fact, his nickname as an 18-year-old in the NHL, that, you know, his teammates called him the man-child because he was built like a man. I, you know, he, he had a beard before a lot of the other guys, and he was still a teenager uh, through the playoffs. So, um, you know, he's that kind of guy. He, he's got really really surprising strength and uh, obviously an accurate shot too. Well, I'll tell you how strong he is because I'll tell you what happened in last night's game. Saad gets behind the defense and he's basically one-on-one with Flurry, and he whiffs, whiffs on a wrister and just gets like a side of the stick and it just trickled through Flurry's legs. That's how he yeah, scored. Well, you know, yeah, and that's, you know, it's funny. The thing with Brandon Saad is people don't realize, you know, how fast he is in a straight line. And if he gets like a half step on you, if you're the defenseman, half step on you, he uses that body, he gets his shoulder out, he gets his hip out, he gets his leg out, and he re- is really good at protecting the puck. And he'll pull away from you, too, because he does have that power. So, um, yeah, you know what? That happens in the NHL. Uh, you know, sometimes goalies are trying to read the shot, and if you fan on it, that's how sometimes you can beat them. Now, kind of stepping back uh, and looking at the entire postseason, uh, the, the Avs and the Golden Knights, they battled for the President's Trophy right until the last day of the season. But are these the two best teams left in the playoffs, or are is there another team or teams that can go punch for punch with the Avs and Golden Knights if it comes down to that? Yeah, Andrew, good question. And it's funny because I covered the Blackhawks. You know, we were we were a part of the Central Division, yeah. and I got to see Tampa Bay. I got to see Tampa Bay an awful lot. And uh, you know, I don't think they quite have the speed that the Avalanche have, but what they do have is a lot of size on the back end. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they, they've got some big defensemen. Uh, they've got some really good defensemen back there, and I think that's that's one area that that you know that might create some problems. Uh, for the Avalanche, and I, I know you know the the uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have a big back end too. But uh, not only is Tampa Bay's back end uh, big, you know Victor Hedman six six, almost six yep. seven, but they're they're pretty agile too. So you know that's one team, and and that's you know where Colorado is is so lethal is you know they've basically got four lines that can score, and and that's what Tampa Bay has. They've got four lines capable of scoring goals. And they've got, you know, one of the top goalies in the NHL. And, in fact, you know, I think I think the Vezina uh, nominations just came out today. And I know Grubauer is part of it, Marc-Andre Fleury. You're, you're going to see an awful lot of them over the next week or so. And then I believe it's Vasilevsky. So um, they've got world-class net minding, and they've got real good defense, and they've got four lines that can score. So I'd, I'd put Tampa in the same boat as, as Colorado um, and Vegas. Well, Andrew's thrilled to hear that because he's from, the, he's from the Tampa area and he's wearing a lightning hat right now. Uh, one thing be- before we cut you loose, uh, we had Jan Hayda on the show yesterday. I'm sure you remember him, fellow defenseman. Oh, sure. Okay. And I, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. 
you are standing between your goalie and the blue line. And here comes Nathan McKinnon, one-on-one with you. What are you thinking and what are you doing? Well, I'm backing up. I know that, um, and, and I'm trying to stay. But <laughs> I'm trying to stay between him and the net. Yeah. I mean, you know, the one the one advantage defensemen have uh, is they know where the guy with the puck is trying to get to, and and the best shooting place is you know that prime real estate in front of the net. So you're always trying to force the guy to the outside, and then you know once you get him outside, if you can get him close to the boards, you try to use the boards to kind of pinch him off, but. You know, he is so good at the cutback, and he is so good laterally, as you know, spoke about earlier, that it's tough to do. And, and what he does is he reads the defenseman's, you know, he never's looking at the puck. He's reading the defenseman's stick and escapes. And as soon as he sees me turn to the outside or he sees the defenseman turn to the outside, uh, that's when he comes back inside on you. And, and, and that's when you're dead in the water. Because if he can get back inside and you're opened up, um, you're dead and he's probably got a breakaway. Real quick, this is something I saw over the weekend. You're a former Hartford Whaler. You played 99 games for them, including postseason, back in the early 90s. I saw something this weekend. Some fan at Carolina, at uh, I believe it was Game 1, Hurricanes Lightning, wearing a sweatshirt that said Carolina Hurricanes, and yet it was green and blue, and it had a Hartford Whalers logo on it. I know they're trying to kind of celebrate the past, but I saw that, and I'm like, what the bleep? I hated that. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel sorry for the fans of Hartford because, believe it or not, uh, one of the games this year, Carolina wore the uh, the Hartford Whaler jerseys. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, when they left Hartford, uh, there was a lot of bitter fans because yeah. they went to Carolina and it was, you know, basically the same franchise, but they just moved cities. So for them, not only to steal their team, but then to steal the logo and to actually wear it for a game or two, um, I know it hurt the fans. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, Carolina's got their own identity now. They want a Stanley Cup down there by themselves. Um, maybe it's time to let that Hartford Whaler logo go. Yeah. i got to tell you something. I would much rather be a Hartford fan than a Quebec fan because after that team left, they came to Colorado and won a cup the first year. Yeah, that's right. Hey, was there ever any talk that you guys might wear the Quebec Nordique jersey at some point as a throwback? They actually yeah. they, they modified a bit. They did it with Avs colors, uh, so it was uh, a yeah. burgundy, burgundy and blue. But uh, in the game the the game at uh, at uh, Lake Tahoe, they w- it was one of the games where they wore kind of a Nordiques faux throwback uniform. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what? Quebec was always a favorite city of mine. If you guys ever get the opportunity, mm. visit Quebec City because you'll think you're somewhere in uh, in Europe and you're you're actually still in North America. It's a beautiful town. It's pretty awesome. Steve, really appreciate your time. Want to get you back to your family. You're two hours ahead of us. I'm guessing you've had dinner and now you're ready for a glass of wine and dessert. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Steve Conroy. Pre and post game host, co-host, I should say, of the Chicago Blackhawks. Coming up after the break, USFL. Remember them? Washington, not the Washington, the New Jersey Generals and the Philadelphia Stars. What's that? The Washington Federals. Oh, wait. You were close. What am I thinking? You said New Jersey Generals, Washington Federals, Philadelphia Stars. Philadelphia Stars. Jim Mora coached that team, didn't he? Yeah. Tampa Bay Bandits and, of course, right here, the Denver Gold. Well, the USFL is making a comeback. You want a team back here in Denver, another pro football team? We'll talk about that next.